0: You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network best of episode. Paragon, Paragon seven, 7 Studios. studios. Basically, means we got a drive-by. Drive-by Miami style, <coughs> aren't they? So the question becomes, Alex, was the mob sent to draw us to the crime scene? Or sent to destroy it? If all three stories get up and run away. You do, you've got something to hide. Listen, um, I don't want you to worry about it, all right, Mr. Coleman, because I, I'll be your memory. I don't know, he's missing from the scene. Maybe he took off. Or maybe he got taken for a ride. Wait a second, will she? said she came down to drink mojitos and catch some sun. Well, it looks like something caught her.
1: Hours before this accident
0: ever happened, so our accident is not an accident at all. Here we go. We gotta move quick. The tide is rising, and we have a sinking crime scene. It's not looking too good, ratio. On the contrary there's a chance this girl is alive and we are gonna find her life no matter how you cut it divorce sucks Frank it's a killer what's going on Horatio? Alex Miami has a new breed of criminal what are you gonna do I, I'm going to get to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Mob hit her issue. Yes, and it's time to head back. I've been, I've been reduced I don't know. to watching CSI Miami. I'm trying to catch up on different episodes of shows that have entertained me over the years during this quarantine time. I've been quarantined before. I've talked about this on the show quite a few times. And for those that have never been through a situation like this, I'm going to be completely upfront and honest with you. So when when I had Lyme disease, when I was really in bad shape, I had to go under quarantine. I had a really messed up white blood cell count. I was taking treatment very similar to chemo, very immunocompromised in the winter of 2010 and into the spring and summer of 2011. I couldn't be around anyone other than basically family who was taking me to doctor's appointments around day 90 to one twenty, The first couple of months weren't that bad, but, but, but by the time you get to day 90 of quarantine, now, if you're, if you're quarantined with your family and you have wife and you have kids, your wife and your kids might be getting on your nerves, but at least you're not in a Will Smith I am legend, type of situation. By the time you get to day 120, if you live by yourself, especially if you live in a 700 or 800 square foot apartment, as I did when I was sick, you're going to start having imaginary friends. I remember watching Martin and thinking that I was on a TV show. I was hanging out with Martin and Pam and Gina, Tommy, and Cole. I was like the next sidekick to that group. You're going to start having hallucinations. And imaginary friends at the at the 90 day mark so i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be completely honest with you but looking back to csi miami i'm not the first person to to do this bit everybody's done this bit over and over again it was done to death in like the early 2010s it's a very very popular bit with the david crusoe one-liners how david crusoe he would always make the 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 very obvious comment as they're as they're patrolling through Miami catching bodies. So I was thinking to myself, I said, we should do this here on the Lanch Day Radio Network. Now if it was me and Rampage and we were detectives, and not just around Miami, we were detectives going around Phoenix and Miami and LA and all of the hotbeds for for professional sports. And news, going looking, looking for, looking for the prostitution, looking for the 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 coke, the the angel dust, the sherm, the the bam bam, the blue tops, as they would say on the wire. The pandemic, pardon the pun, as they would say on the wire. I kind of wonder. Let's if we if what would happen if me and Rampage were out. And I was I was the David Caruso part, and Rampage was my partner, and we were doing sports talk events as if we were the 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 detectives coming in to, to assess the situation. I, I kind of wonder how it would go. So if we were in Phoenix, here would be a good a good example. Well, Rampage, Kyler Murray had a great rookie season for the Cardinals, but he came up just a little short. Kyler Murray is really, really short. I'm very concerned about his size and his long term efficacy as a quarterback in the NFL. It's kind of amazing because he's he's short, but he has a he has a very long torso, which is difficult to be. He's listed at five ten. I've seen Kyler Murray in person. He's 5'8 and change at best. If you stood him, if he was a body double for the for the for the life movie of Spud Webb, him and Spud Webb could be body doubles. Kyler Murray would be throwing the ball off the backboard to himself in an Atlanta Hawks uniform. You would not be able to tell the difference. If if I was was the Cardinals, I would draft Jalen Hurts or someone who's a project quarterback to sit behind Kyler Murray because he would be spending a lot of time in the training room at his size. Here's another one. Well, Rampage, Zion Williamson is listed at 283 pounds. But with six months off, it could end up being three hundred and twenty-eight pounds. Somebody's got to get Zion, Zion Williamson a treadmill. He's he's got to lose some weight during this time. He does not have. I was saying on the show, I don't have the ability. I'm out here running every day. If you look at my page at State Radio Network, you see me exercising. You see me out here running. I can't gain twenty pounds. I don't have. I don't have the twenty-pound cushion to gain more weight during this time of quarantine, I've got to lose weight. Zion Williamson, you got to give him a treadmill. He's a baller. He's, he's nice, but he's fat. And I'm fat, but the difference between me and him is I don't have to play a back-to-back against Portland and Sacramento. One of the telltale fat boy signs, and I was a Husky kid, one of the telltale fat boy signs is when someone's wearing a uniform and their shorts are riding up at a 15-degree angle, that means that that you're too fat or you need to get a bigger size. And Zion Williamson, if you ever see him run up and down the court in the Pelicans, they give you bigger shorts at Duke. In the Pelicans, his shorts are always riding up at a 10 to 15-degree angle. Here's, a, here's another one. Let me move it away from sports. Well, rampage, orange, you glad that President Trump is leading our great nation through this crisis? If you're, if you're, if you're Donald Trump, I'm, I'm just, I'm just blown away. If the world was coming to an end, and you're facing, you're the leader of the free world, you're facing the biggest global crisis in in our generation. The biggest global crisis since World War II, One of the biggest global crises in the history of the world. How is it that before every presser, he has he makes the opportunity, meaning that he he creates time on his schedule to make sure that his orange spray-on paint face is prepared and perfectly manicured. Why why does he do that? You would think that if the world, if we're facing Armageddon and potential annihilation of the human race. You would think that he would skip the orange tanning sessions before the press conferences in the Rose Garden, but but not not our dear leader. I actually wonder I wonder if I wonder if the orange spray paint that he spray paints on his face and it's funny because the eyes are always at his regular skin tone. If you look if you look at pictures of Donald Trump back from the 80s when he was the man when he was in Atlantic City bankrupt in casinos, Dating strippers, dating models, having three ways, four ways, grabbing women in in the bleep. He wasn't orange back then. He wasn't applying the the man tan and the spray paint back in the Atlantic City casino days, but he's dedicated to that look. I wonder who's doing his stylist. I, I think that it might be the antidote to coronavirus because it's very suspicious to me that he hasn't had it Pence hasn't had it. Nancy Pelosi hasn't had it. Bernie Sanders hasn't had it. Uncle Joe Biden hasn't had it. I find that to be very, very, very suspicious because all of those people are like a hundred plus and in the highest risk group, but none of them, none of them has had a, a taste, even a sniffle, or or a post nasal drip cough. I find that to be very interesting and suspicious, but I'm not, I'm not doing Unsolved Mysteries radio. But if you look, if you look at what if Donald Trump was, was CSI Miami? What if Donald Trump, and I can't do a Trump impersonation, but what if Donald Trump was David Caruso? And you look at some of the things that that President Trump, who's, who's extremely poor leadership, and this isn't a partisan issue. I'm not a liberal, so don't at me with this is liberal drivel. But but what if what if President Trump was David Crusoe from CSI and we did a we did a a look at the the Trump blooper reel of everything that he said to the media since the inception of the coronavirus? So I'm gonna start February first. I'm gonna use my voice. I'm gonna use a David Crusoe voice. I can't, I don't do a good Trump. We have it totally under control it's one person coming from china and we have it under control it's going to be just fine (laughs) february the 12th he got this zinger off that was to cnbc interview as the interview the first one was the interview with cnbc february 12th he got this zinger off it looks like by april you know in theory when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. On February 29th, we're starting to get we're starting to get into the, the low body count. I think that people are starting to expire from this in Seattle. He told a, a television station here in Phoenix, well, I think the numbers are going to get progressively better as we go along on february 27th the situation is very much control he loves the word very It's very much control and he added we had 12 at one point and now they've gotten much better many of them are fully recovered On February 24th, this isn't funny, but, but we got to have moment of levity. The coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. Stock market starting to look good, thanks to me. February 26th, our dear leader, President Trump, we're going down, not up. We're going very substantially. He loves the word "very." He doesn't. He doesn't have. President Trump has a very limited vocabulary. Everything is everything is very or really, to him, it's like listening to to Paris Hilton talk. If Paris Hilton was a seventy three year old obese orange person. On February twenty seventh, this was a this was a great prediction. I'm sure all of the Fox News listeners that hang on on President Trump's every word and debate his greatness in the pantheon of presidents and think that there should be four faces of Trump on Mount Rushmore that defend him to to the T. This is what he said. This is what he said to the American people. It's going to disappear, everybody. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. He chased that one on February 29th by saying a vaccine will be made available very quickly and very rapidly. He then praised his administration's actions as saying this is the most aggressive action taken by any country. Yeah, how did, how did, how does that, how did that work for you, America? How does that work? We're all under lockdown. We have a lot of people that that are that are dying. Those of us who haven't had Corona or haven't had symptoms, we're worried about it. I'm ready to beat somebody up because I'm trying to I'm trying to go for my jog today, and I'm someone who is a much better jogger and in a much better shape. Comes up behind me, doesn't social distance himself. I was about to roundhouse Chuck Norris that imeffer in the face because I don't want your sweat dripping on me and end up in an ER unable to breathe in a couple of weeks the next comment on march 12th trump said this about deaths from the flu he was making a comparison he's on he was on fox news he's making a comparison to what we've seen in italy we are talking about a much smaller range of deaths than from the flu <laughs> Yeah, we keep going to that that whole thing that that the seasonal flu kills fifty thousand people in a given year. The difference is the seasonal flu doesn't put people on need for ventilators, and the level of virility and the ability to transfer you don't you don't see doctors treating seasonal flu in the ER. Then they get sick and and drop dead. But 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 the Trump administration who who fired all of the CDC people and and all of the Everything that was put in place by the previous multiple administrations—I mean, Barack Obama—I like Obama as a guy. I I don't like the fact that that he bowed down to to some of the Islamic terrorists and people that very overtly. I'm not saying that all people that that follow Islam are terrorists. That's a that's a foolish and false narrative. But those—I mean, I'm talking about the people that said, "Hey, yeah, we bombed you. We're proud of it." I would not have shaken hands and and bowed. And hung out with those guys. It's just a bad look. But at least under Barack Obama, we didn't have tanks rolling down Fifth Avenue, telling people that if you don't get in your house, we're gonna start throwing you in FEMA camps. Then Trump was talking to his buddy Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, I, I, I said before on the show. I don't have a heaven or hell to send anybody to, but I can guarantee you that Sean Hannity is going to have 50-yard 50 50 yard line seats in the skybox in hell. He told Sean Hannity that it's very mild on March the 7th, and then he said on, on March the 10th, this is the last quote, I, oh, I got to do the David Caruso voice. I am not concerned at all. It will go away. It will go away. Just stay calm. Fantastic leadership. And now we're borderline at the end of the world.
1: Jordan, this is my friend, Naomi. Hi. Naomi. Nice to meet you. Naomi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you in an awesome place here. I don't think I've ever been in a house this big before. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a beautiful beach out there. Thank you Blair, Holly's work. Hi, Blair. Nice to meet you. you name's Blair, right? Yeah. You like to jet ski? I've never done it before. <laughs> You've never jet skied in your life? No, I've never jet skied. never been on a jet ski? No, I haven't. How many times okay. are you going to ask her? She's never been on a jet ski. I don't know. I might ask her a couple
0: more times. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Did you know that African Americans have the lowest vaccination rates but have experienced the largest decrease in life expectancy during the COVID 19 pandemic? Our HealthCast series brings in the best and brightest minds in the industry to focus on facts, not fear or political theater. Avoid shaming and misinformation. Research the data, talk to your primary care physician about risk factors. Ultimately, it's your body and your decision. This is Lance J. wishing you a happy and a healthy. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network Best of Episode. Paragon Paragon 7, seven, 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 seven studios, studios.
1: studios. Shout out to all them guys. Man, Rashid Wallace, you know, you know, Katino Mobley, you know, um, Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm, to the right, basketball. Right. No, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> so what would that make me?
0: <laughs> so let me let me get a little bit more out you because I know I know that the the listeners want to know. Like I said, the ones that are familiar with your game from being a local. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you it was all of the above. Yeah,
1: I was I was um similar to Iverson. Okay? You know what I mean? Very athletic. You know, could shoot good, you know. Was more of a scorer than a shooter. And uh, you know, handle is unbelievable. Still to this day I get out there and kill my son and them. You know what I mean? <laughs> because they can play. They don't. but they don't know how to play. Mm. It's a difference. Mm. So I just kill them with pick and rolls all day where they wanna get out there and then they wanna make it difficult on each other, take you from the top of the key, Mm. do all Mm the, no. Make it easy. Pick and roll, let's go, (laughs) let's go. Me and my OG right here actually who's filming, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We take my son out there pretty much every Saturday, every Sunday and you know, do do him, do him and his homies wrong. You know, how I mean? how do they take that? They argue. <laughs> you know, they cuss each other out. You know, they can't they 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 they, they can't understand how some OGs really they, they got all athleticism, they got the youth, mm-hmm. but we got the experience. And there's mm-hmm. a difference And you know, I done played in say the last five celebrity games I played in, I won the M V P so mm. You know, just hitting threes from everywhere, you know, that type of but I could have played in the NBA. So Beast
0: beast in the Booth and and in between the yeah, lines. absolutely. Well,
1: you know, sports
0: and sports
1: and, and, and music kind of go hand in definitely, hand. In definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? That's there's a rhythm else. to both of them. Right, there's a yeah. rhythm to both of them. You know yeah, it's mean?
0: kind of a good segue because that's kind of the essence of what my show is. And, um, you know, much love for you coming on and doing this interview. But I always want to, when I bring people in, you kind of said it. Growing up in Philly and kind of taking it back to the, to the OGs, triple OGs, how did the sports scene in Philadelphia encourage you and inspire you to make the type of music that you make? I mean, honestly,
1: I started rapping in college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: just playing around
1: me and me and three of my homies so I went to school with you know I went to a I went to a 95% white college okay so you know of course the black kids on campus we was mostly up there because we played sports you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. we getting free rides we good you know what I'm saying so of course we 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 bonded you know what I mean one of my homies you know he had some you know, like a, a radio type of system I'm with the mic, you know, in in his room. And mm. we just used to, you know, do college stuff, you know, drink a little bit, you know, turn it on, start freestyling, just mm. playing around, fall out. You mm. know what I mean? And then one day we said, OK, let's write something do and then we're going to come back. Right. And then we did it. And when we came back and recorded, it was like, yo,
0: you ain't never think about rapping.
1: I'm like rapping. Man, I better stop playing, man. I'm a ball player, man. What y'all talking about, man? <laughs> right. Rapping. And then look now, him. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Seems like it worked out for you a little bit. You know what I mean. So it just goes to show you, man, when God got a plan
0: for you, man. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So the first time I ever heard you on the joint was that gangster joint from back in the day. Yeah. Um, and kind of been following following your moves ever since. I know that you made some real <laughs> big moves. Um, so you released the album. Last year, I believe. Welcome to Philadelphia. That was the Welcome to Philadelphia album, right. and I know that you have a new label,
1: Uh huh. Slash Figure Gang.
0: So I want to give you a chance to kind of shout out anybody on your team, anybody on your label. Um, I know that you got the Tom Bahari connection, right. which is right. you know, Penn State local legend. Absolutely, all that good
1: stuff. Absolutely. Well, well, you know, I just got done seeing the sports and the, and the music go hand in hand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, I hooked up with Tom Bahari you know what I'm saying a a, 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 a pretty much a legend in the in the state of Pennsylvania mm. you know from being that he went to Penn State you know what I'm saying and um you know he's a talented artist as well okay you know what I'm saying like I can literally say and with without any doubt at all that Tambaha Lee is the best rapping athlete that ever touched a microphone mm. without a doubt it's not even close. He will wrap circles around any athlete. He'll wrap circles around rappers. Mm -hmm. But he'll definitely wrap circles around any football, basketball, tennis, ping pong, swimmer, you name it.
0: He pretty filthy coming off the edge for the Chiefs, too. So that's a lot of – Hall of Famer, you know know what I mean? He should should make the (laughs) Hall of Fame. He got close to
1: 100 sacks. Mm -hmm. He's second all-time in uh, Kansas City Chiefs history. You know what I mean in sacks. When you up
0: there with Derek Thomas, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, he's second behind Derek Thomas. Absolutely. So
1: you know, at the end of the day, man, he's just a good guy. We got together, we hooked up, and you know the music is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I got something dropping uh, next month called Million Hours Worth of Game, the album. So you know that's incredible as well. Looking
0: forward to that
1: one. Absolutely.
0: So where can we? Where can we? For those that don't know your work and need to hear your work. Like, where can we find it? I mean, you could go to
1: uh, Google Play. Okay. You know, iTunes, Spotify, you know, um, Amazon, you know what I'm... um, You know, it's it's on all the platforms. You know, everywhere. Everywhere. Just go punching Gilly the Kid, Gilly. It's going to pop up. I got mixtapes on, uh, you know, mymixtapes.com, you know, Dat Piff. Last mixtape I put out was King of Philly 3. Okay. Uh, got Game on there, got uh, Jim Jones on there, okay. the Kiss on there, uh, The Game on there, um, Trader Truth is on there, um, Waka Flocka, Freeway, that's Spado, so that's King of Philly 3, make sure y'all go download that, you know I got Welcome to Philadelphia. that's out, you know what I mean, and I uh, got some great artists on there as well, you know, uh Jada Kiss is on the King of Philly 3 as well. I don't know if I said him. Shout out to Kiss. He blessed me. And then on this um, Million Dollars Worth of Game, you know, I got Lil Boosie on there. You know, I got a single out right now that's playing on the radio with PNB Me, So shout out to him. He's an up and coming artist from Philadelphia. Jada Kiss is also on Million Dollars Worth of Game. So just be looking for that next month, man. Don't I got help. a movie dropping as well called Blood Brother. Starring myself in Ving Rhames, you know what I mean? So be watching for Blood, Brother. Be watching for Millionaire's Worth of Game is music and movies, man. And I got 11 movies on Netflix right now, so yeah, go check when, all when of I, them out. Yeah, that's when I
0: Wikipedia'd you, <laughs> it's, it actually said Gilly the Kid, actor. Like, that's what, that's what popped up, is, is actor. So, so it popped up Gilly so the Kid, it didn't pop up Gil Smith? It came up actor. Under but I mean, the name, name. popped didn't pop didn't, up Gil Smith? I didn't catch the
1: government. I didn't oh, see Oh, no, it ain't that. the government. I you know, I had hollered at Will. And you know, since I do the acting and the rapping, you know. Okay. Oh, You know, I asked him, was it (laughs) cool if I changed my name to Gil Smith? I like (laughs) that. I like
0: that. I like that. I like that. Okay, I see. I like that. I like that. that. That's that's that metaphor stuff. Uh, Well, yo, man, it's been great having you on the show. I just want to put it out there. Me and my man here, we're going to be in this game for a minute because there ain't nobody doing a show like this. There's nobody right. bringing in the hip-hop heads right. really to come chop it up about sports. Right, but that's also the hip-hop, the hip-hop heads that
1: know what they're talking about. True, 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 mm-hmm. true, exactly. true, true. Because you could be a hip-hop head and come in here and not know anything about sports, <laughs> and you'd be wasting these good brothers' time. Right. You are listening to the Lance J Radio
0: Network.